All right, hour three of the Plank Show. Mop and roofing makes it possible with Josh on Plank. Um, hit the top five stories of the day. Can I? I don't want to say clarify, but maybe go back to a conversation we were having yesterday on the show about uh, Cruton expert Chris Plank and the desire to have Cruton Corner. Kind of like you know, Barstool Big Cat, Big Cat, whom I love, Dan always does his fantasy corner and then you've got to decide if he's like being real and it's good legit advice or if it's just comedy I feel like I can do this with recruiting but maybe not as humorous and as funny as the fantasy corner but I will say this yesterday many of you started connecting dots on a certain Nebraska decommit yes Malachi Coleman right I would say I wouldn't rule out anything, anything, but that's a situation that is truly one-sided right now. That is more about, hey, I want to be there, and the other side going, got these spots filled. So I wouldn't rule out anything. Number two, I saw this on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. And it was a good question. 580. I may be late to the party, but lots of talk this morning about Peyton Bowen becoming a Sooner. Well, yeah, there's been future cast put in by our friends over at Rivals. So, and uh, Parker's had a crystal ball in for Bowen for a while, has he not? Correct. I mean, he's kind of been convinced for a long time, but those guys, obviously, at Rivals, whatever buzz they've been hearing lately is hey, enough to get us to come on board too, right? Right. So can I just – Teddy said this the other day, and I agree. I wouldn't get too carried away with any of these guys coming in and necessarily helping right away. They're freshmen, but you want them in your system, and maybe they can have a few flashes and play some. But let's say this. This isn't meant to be rude, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. Mm -hmm. But – I don't care about your your future casts. I don't care about your crystal balls. I don't care about anything. Signing day is in three weeks. Three weeks. Get the name on the dotted line. We had future cast and crystal balls for David um, Hicks. David Hicks and Anthony Evans and all, and everyone loses their mind. And what happens? They decommit and move on. I'm just or don't commit in the first place. It's very exciting because I do think. That the, I do think Peyton Bowen is coming to Oklahoma. And I think it's going to be a massive get for this staff. And I think he is a guy that can help a lot. But I'm also just going to watch along for the next 19 days because I don't think anyone's going to stop recruiting anyone. And I also think that this NIL deal that's not supposed to be used for enticement, but absolutely positively is. I think you're going to see it, Josh. I think you're going to see it really used, uh, weaponized, if you will, during this process. So future cast it, feel good about it, but I also think there is a lot of money being thrown at these dudes. A lot of money. And the question they have to get answered is, is it, is it money that we're going to get? Is it money that we're going to see? Is this reality or is this just a pie-in-the-sky mindset? So that's me. 
That's my idea. I think we're set for an exciting, well, I don't even know if I can say an exciting three weeks, but I think signing day will be a positive day. I think it's going to be a fun. And I think there's going to be some names that either A, aren't being talked about, or B, you might have thought, huh, guy's always been committed there. What's he doing? So that's just, it's just me. I think you could see, <laughs> I think you could see Philadelphia going on for uh, for signing day. And and I'll be clear, you got to protect your own guys too. It's not just bringing dudes to Oklahoma. They got to protect the guys that are in that class. And I think they're going to. But in my mind, in my world, I uh, I'll slow down a little bit. But I wouldn't count out anything. And yet I wouldn't believe everything. So, Philadelphia. Flip a Sunorama. I don't know. It doesn't really work. Do you know what? I got I got called out for no sell in one of your great lines earlier today, and I'm kicking myself that I didn't hear it. Um, off the air comfort solutions text line. Before we hit the top five stories of the day here in hour three. Brought to you by Mop and Roofing. From the 918, the fact that Josh's Porchu no goal comment was met with no reaction is astounding. How could I miss that? I don't know. It was right before the top of the hour. It was. Oh, we were hustling out? Yeah. I, I, right. Or right before that break, I guess. I snuck it in there. It was pretty good. Now, now you'll be able to use it in the next round, too. Because Portugal and South Korea are moving on to the knockout stage. This morning, Uruguay and Ghana are eliminated from Group H, which means we only have, what, one more group left. One more group. To decide what's happening? To decide the knockout round, which is that begins group tomorrow. G? That is Group G, Josh Helmer. Very well done. But in Group G, we'll find out who is going to move on and take on Portugal and South Korea in the first round, man, some of these shots. Yeah, there's just there's just nothing cheesy I can come up with. Flip, flip, flip a sooner, yeah. We'll work on it. Brazil's already on to the next round, so they'll play South Korea. But uh, we'll see between Serbia and Switzerland. Brazil and Cameroon coming up as soon as we wrap we, up uh, here on the ref. We really need the United States to beat Netherlands. That'd be pretty cool. It'd give us something to talk about next week beyond being mad about TCU finishing the year undefeated or Kansas State knocking them out of their perch. Looks like recruiting's going to give us a lot to talk about, too. All right, are you ready? Let's do this. It's time for the top five stories of the day, brought to you, as always, by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Newcastle offers earn 20, get 20 plus Place your bets in the OTB, conveniently located off I-44 and exit 107, Newcastle Casino, where real gamers come to play. Big story, number five. Number five. Finally paying off a tease, Josh Helmer, new head football coach at Florida Atlantic, Tom Herman. Tom Herman. Your thoughts? Tom Herman of Backpack fame? Tom Herman of... Rescue pack coming to the rescue pack. <laughs> I think here's what I think. I think it's a perfect job for Tom Herman. I guess. Okay, so there's a few things that I'm late on and maybe social media has to catch me up on, right? I was late to the hate of Ronaldo. 
Didn't know. I'm like, dude, this guy is awesome. Look at him. He play-. And they're like, oh, he's terrible. He's the worst thing ever. I'm like, okay, sorry. I was, uh, I got the Tom Herman hate, but I was late to the idea that he was never going to coach again. I was late to this whole thought that he wouldn't be a candidate. Bro, if he goes and does at Florida Atlantic what Lane Kiffin did at Florida Atlantic, he'll be back in the job cycle sooner rather than later. I oh, mean, there's, look, dude, there's nothing we love more than a coach that didn't work out getting right, a job. Right, right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And people forget, you know, Tom Herman, if timing would have been a – well, not timing – would have been the head coach at LSU over at Orgeron, but he chose Texas instead. How about, to your point, Texas's new head coach is exactly what you're talking about. Someone that didn't work out elsewhere. And I know that there were some extenuating personal factors there. I get that portion of it. But let's not act like Steve Sarkeesian was lighting the, the football world on fire at USC either in terms of wins and losses. I mean, Lane went there and did it. Willie Taggart tried to, and it just didn't work out for him. Speaking of guys whose coaching star just, I mean, absolutely tanked. Willie Taggart, what happened? But good on Tom Herman. Meanwhile, man, there is – so to update the Oklahoma portal situation, for for those that maybe are just catching us on a Friday or, or maybe haven't been caught up, so far for Oklahoma, in the portal, it's only been a handful of dudes. You have you have Clayton Smith, whom I always leave out, Jordan Mukes, Josh Eaton, and Theo Wees. Those are the four. Those are the four. Now, we expect that number to grow, and we expect it to be, oh, is there a new one? Can I add a name for you? Oh, sure. And this is uh, not a transfer portal defection, but Cavante Henry, per Parker Thune, basically. I, I don't – Parker, if you're listening – just text me. Did he, is he giving up football? What's going on there? I heard him mention that. He's not with the program anymore. Ah, okay. That's unfortunate. But so add, add Cavante to that list. Okay. And so we'll see if he decides if football is still a thing for him. And again, I'm just – I don't know. That's the first I've heard of it. So he's stepping away from football. We'll get an update from Parker. Turning pro, or at least accepting an invitation – to the rec- I don't know why I'm holding up numbers like I'm counting this. No, please um, do. <laughs> Anton, or not Anton Harrison, Wanye Morris accepting an invitation to the Senior Bowl along with Eric Gray and Jalen Redmond. And Anton Harrison has declared himself eligible for the NFL draft. So, of the nine personnel moves, we is that everybody we caught up now? I feel, I feel like we are. Yes, I think so. There's been one, the Notre Dame defense. I heard Toby say this morning, too, but... I've seen one addition in the transfer portal, and that was the Notre Dame defensive tackle. If there's a second one I'm missing, I apologize. Literally the entire Nebraska team seems to be in the portal right now, and you've been busy on the Iowa side of things with portal movement already, even though though the portal wasn't supposed to open until Monday. (laughs) But yet here we are. Indeed. Yeah, basically – it's it's actually a lot like free agency. The rules just don't even really matter. Agreed. I agree. The, the reports are out. Everybody's, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And, yeah, you're really not supposed to do that until next Monday. That's funny. But, yeah, there you go. It's, it's, it's wild time in the portal. So you get the Nevada product, now Michigan transfer. No, 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 the quarterback. McCarty, McCarthy, I get them both confused. Cade McNamara. McNamara, sorry. From DeMonte Ranch. Oh, is that where he was from in Nevada? Yeah, that's the the, the high school. Sorry, I thought you meant something From DeMonte to Ann Arbor to Iowa City to the national championship. (laughs) 
I thought there was some dude named Demonte that was. <laughs> we're gonna go to Rhode Island. We're, we're gonna, gonna go, go to Michigan. Yeah. So that's that's the latest on the porno. Um. So okay. So someone says Dolby from Neo is technically portal, but it, okay. It's a it's a JUCO edition. Right. Okay, I see what you're saying. All right. Well, I just. I'll say it's, this. It's a little bit different than the portal. It's I've just been preparing myself that that's a guy I'll be talking about uh, on the 21st if everything stays the course. So that's why maybe I was a little thrown off. Didn't expect someone that would be included in the signing class to be considered for the portal, and it's a Juco guy. So you're, you're 100% right. Is that a market that Oklahoma needs to do a little bit better in? Boy, man, it really worked well for Kansas State for the longest time, didn't it? Well, and it worked well for Oklahoma in the early 2000s. And it's worked okay for them re- outside of general booty. But, I mean, wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Isaiah Coe a, a, a Juco guy that they brought in? And he has been a definite solid addition. Absolutely. No this doubt. Dude's out there recruiting like crazy. So, and I think I think Dolby is going to be a rock star. You're right. Coe was from Iowa Western, was right. he not? Exactly. Yeah. Perion Winfrey was a JUCO guy. Okay, right? so yeah, it, I stand corrected. They've they've gotten some some JUCO no, no. guys that have helped a little bit lately, but not to the degree I think that where people get caught up in. Wow, I saw this Nebraska linebacker was in the portal. Please, Brent, go get him. Please, Brent. Okay, well. I mean, if he couldn't crack the starting lineup at Nebraska, what about this kid that maybe struggled with academics and is at a JUCO now? And, you know, now he's got his life in order. And he's, I, I just, I feel like you can, the royal you, not just OU, but everybody could maybe take a second look at JUCOs. They kind of get lost in the mix with the portal. We could keep some of that same energy for an occasional JUCO guy here and there. Yeah. Um, and I, Tommy, I'm with you, Tommy. JUCO's not a portal. But I guess also in that, uh, NEO, is NEO considered junior college? So maybe that's just a true northeastern Oklahoma. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Is that any Yeah, exactly. So I don't I don't know. I just whenever someone said two from the portal, I didn't realize that people were considering Dolby in the portal. It's it's semantics. It's not worth fighting over as long as we have. No, let's fight. Big story number four. <laughs> uh, number four. So Team USA plays the Dutch tomorrow, and Christian Pulisic. Gave us the lowdown on his injury. Now, I want to be very clear. Um, he might use a little bit of salty language here. Is it edited? But it's edited, allegedly. So we'll just uh, we'll see whether or not. <laughs> we'll all find out together. I, I guess. Well, it's not like bad words. It's just he's, he talks about where he got hit. Oh. And basically he's saying it wasn't where everyone's saying it was. And, of course, thankfully, maybe the – the radio gods have said we're not going to allow you to play that cut right now for some unknown reason. But basically, he said he didn't get hit in the nether regions. Was his point? Though I kind of feel like, it's like Christian, we all saw it. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like you have to say no, no, no. That's not where I got yeah, hit. It doesn't. It's okay. You're you still scored the goal. I mean, the goal scored, and you're an American hero. But I mean, you know, you're Captain America, according to every World Freaking Cup broadcast with the USA in it ever. You would have thought, though, we could have come up with something a little bit more creative than Captain America. All right, here we go. It's a, a pelvic contusion, you know. Um, just, it's, it's not a euphemism, Henry. It's what it sounds like. No, but at the same time, it's not. Like, it's not like, I'm all right. I'm all right. It was very painful, and it, it just, you know, 
that bone is there for a reason to protect you, I think. And I, I, I hit it well, and uh, it was sore. But uh, like I said, I'm getting better. Yeah, so his, I, I edited it there for you. He's basically saying, I didn't get hit there. You, and that's not a code or a euphemism. I didn't take that shot that would cause every single man who saw that to double over. It sure Dude, didn't look like it. He's got to be in – had to have been and has to still be in a lot of pain. That is a sensitive, sensitive area. The the pelvic bone, are you kidding me? Ow. Team USA will look to advance out of the round of 16 tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. against the Netherlands. Let's go. All right, big, that's at World Cup. Big story number three. Number three. I got to admit, Monday night football, this past Monday night football game, and this Thursday night game, no, I pay no attention to it, and that's terrible to I say. I watched a decent amount last I night. I don't know why. I'm just – it's not that it's too much football. It's Literally, there was a moment right before kickoff where I was wondering who was even playing. But Buffalo took care of business, as they typically Third have. Third goal from the one. Josh waiting for the snap. Motion Singletary to the right side. Josh gives it to Devin Singletary, cruises into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Yeah, the Bills roll the New England Patriots last night. And it really became more of a story in this game about Mac Jones getting on his teammates than anything else. Did you see him yelling at his teammates? Bill Belichick was asked afterwards about the uh, the frustration with the offense. Do you think it's hard to keep players from getting frustrated against an offense like Buffalo when you're not incredibly aggressive through the air? I don't know. You have to ask them that. Hold on, I got another one for you. <laughs> this might be better. Would you consider the struggles on offense more of a play calling issue or an execution issue? Well, we just need to do a better job overall. <laughs> Twenty-four to ten was the final score. How the heck is that team won six games? I don't know, they man. Stink. It's it's wild. People dog on Bill Belichick. I'm like, have you seen this team's actually won six games? Pretty impressive. I've got all kinds of audio from the NFL that we'll hit at the bottom of the hour. Big story. Number two. Number two. College football tonight. College football tonight. USC and Utah. If the Trojans win, they're headed to the four-team playoff. They're a three-point favorite. It was one of the games of the year earlier this season. Fox has the coverage. Seven o'clock kick. What do you think? You picking USC in this one? Will yeah, I think Oklahoma USC's Roots allow you to? No, I think... Well, I would like to see Utah win. Let's let's be clear about that. But I think uh, Caleb Williams, to me, revenge, too much, too talented. With what's on the line for them, I think he's going to find a way to will them. Will them into the uh, championship here and into the college football playoff. It's Pac-12 championship. Did I tell you the on Sunday, on my Sunday night show, somebody I said, and unfortunately, USC moves on. And someone was like, oh, you ain't let go of it being a bitter Sooner fan. I'm like, well, I, I mean, I've let it go, but I'm still salty as hell about it. I mean, come on. You you just expect everyone to be like, high five, man. Go get it, Caleb. You get yours. No. <laughs> no, I'm salty as hell about it. You kidding me? I'm that. I'm one of those rare guys It's like, man, best of luck. I, I subscribe to the Vince McMahon theory. You don't want to be here? Bye. You don't want to be a part of this? Bye. Right? Good luck. Good luck. But it doesn't mean I'm not still salty as hell whenever you look at me like, gosh, what the heck is this right now? 
Uh, so you get USC tonight against Utah. And then the rest of the slate tomorrow, Big 12 championship game, 11 a.m., Kansas State, TCU on ABC. SEC championship game, 3 o'clock, LSU and Georgia. That's on CBS. Also the same time for the UCF Tulane American Athletic Conference championship game. Winner of that uh, likely gets an invite to a New Year's Day Six Bowl. Purdue, Michigan in primetime on Fox at 7 o'clock with Clemson, North Carolina in primetime on ABC. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Now you might say, Plank, I know what your big story number one is. We get it. It's the mighty Washington Warriors tonight squaring off against the Jones Longhorns for a shot at the state championship, a berth in the state championship game. You might say that, and you would be right. Also, there's some great games across all of Oklahoma. 6A1, Owasso and Bixby for the state championship. Or, if you were watching it on ESPN, Bigsby taking on Owasso tonight. Bigsby. Choctaw and Stillwater for the 6A1 state championship tonight. In 5A tonight, wait, is that? No, tomorrow afternoon, 5A, Carl Albert and Mac Callister will square off. Carl Albert will win. Is McCarty in or out with his injury for – or McCarthy, excuse me, Eric McCarthy, the kid from – No, Dallas. Eric McCarty. Oh, oh, is it McCarty? Okay. Is he in or out? Do well, we know? Hopefully he's playing. hope so, too. Meanwhile, we had the 3A or 4A state championship last night. Heritage Hall, 72-56. Was that the right final score? Oh, my gosh. That's in 4A. In 3A, um, oh, they've got this uh, – They've got the Jones-Washington game in 3A here on 6A, so that's inc- incorrect. Incorrect. But there you go. There's a rundown of all of the scores and what's coming up tonight. There was a very nasty Jones comment earlier on the text line. Did I saw that. that. <laughs> I will not engage in any trash talk, okay? You focus on your team, I'll focus on mine. Meet the 50-yard line. Headlights on. But, no, I, I'm really excited tonight. Yeah, Those so games are at Putnam. When are you rolling out there? I don't know whenever my wife allows me. Probably I was trying to. Dude, that's awesome that you're gone. Um, it is. I'm really excited. Oh, uh, McCarty is out. ACL injury. So hopefully he'll be ready for Dude, they are really high on, on him at OU. If you're an Oklahoma fan, you should be excited. Thank you. That stinks. Thank you, Mr. Chris Rainey. Anyway. There you have it. Big story number one high school football. And Cruton Corner, right? As the home of Sooner fans, uh, when we come back, let's give you what we know about the buzz this morning on Peyton Bowen's flip to Oklahoma and who might be mentioning the Sooners in the transfer portal. These all uh, I'm not saying it happened. Be, oof, aggregators. Not saying it happened. Saying the, re, the reported buzz around it that it's happening. Future Cats. Future Cats. It's Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. You know what? Boy, there's a lot of people to correct us about McCarty on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Holy smokes. Either A, who, who did I say McAllister's playing? Either A, a lot of fans of the opposing team. but Carl Albert? Yeah, thank you. They do. They have won so many state titles. First time since 1995, the 6A1 championship game will not include Jinx or Union. Since when? 95. Now, granted, we didn't have 6A1, but their point is any 6A, I guess. Well, I hadn't thought about that because when BA won theirs, when 
who else snuck one in there? Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow won oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, Owasso. Yeah. Owasso, thank you. When they won theirs, it was over Union and Jinx. Well, and Broken Arrow won a couple, right? Or did Owasso win a couple? Owasso may have won a couple. Okay, Owasso won multiple and Broken Arrow snuck one in. Too. Right. Broken Arrow's won. Uh, David Alexander, by the way, had a great Facebook post about him last night. Oh, he did? Because he was the coach. Now, he's moved on to Sepulpa. Really happy for Dave. But, yeah. Yeah, good that's for him, a, man. That's a wild stat, man. 1995. That is incredible. Boy, Mike, people, it's okay. We we, we might have missed the injury to McCarty. Uh, for the 405, biggest class in Oklahoma, it's a dogfight every single year. Uh, from the 918, the Heritage Hall and Metro Christian 3A game was crazy. Tons of offensive state records broken. The Metro quarterback was over 600 yards passing. I saw Kenyatta Wright tweeting about that this morning. I didn't know much about either one of those teams, but when we were scrolling through the score, you thought, did they accidentally put the basketball score on here? What's going on? Well-deserved. We're in the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. All right, let's, uh, let's catch up here on me not getting caught up on Everybody's saying McCarty is out, McCarty is out, McCarty is out. I asked the question, okay? <laughs> Sorry, people. We're Josh very... is our high school insider. Apparently not. We're <laughs> very busy during the football season. Some of these things do, in fact, slip through the cracks. So. Tooth Thank man. you for your help. Tooth man writes, are you people afraid to call it what it is? Speaking to what Bob Stoops just said or what he didn't say is we don't have the quarterback play. Dylan Gabriel is an average quarterback. I don't think that's what he said at all. Boy, you really heard a different cut than I did. I mean, I, I mean, I feel I, I, I did the interview. So I mean, I, you must have heard something much different than I did. Bob Stoops said they stink everywhere except for Danny Stutzman on defense. I think the idea is to look at what's going on at Georgia right now. And, yes, it's unfair to compare anything to Georgia, and you always want the best players, but can you survive a game when your quarterback doesn't stand on his respective head? Can you? Would you have felt that way if Baker or Kyler or even Jalen Hurts didn't absolutely stand on their proverbial heads in games that Oklahoma would be able to win? Are you kidding me? Think back. Jalen Hurts dealt with some of that around here. That's the true. second half of the season, are you kidding me? Where they kind of changed the offense up a little bit and everyone was freaking out. Oh, he's not He's not Baker. He's not Kyler. It's just I – The standard of quarterback at Oklahoma is – and this is a credit to Oklahoma fans and to what Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley and I think Brent Venables and Jeff Levy in the future have built and will continue to build. The standard of quarterback play – is abnormal at the University of Oklahoma. It is exceptional at the University of Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel, just like Jalen Hurts not too long ago, is getting held to the standard that there's not a lot of places, I got news for you nationally, where the standard, I I can show you plenty of places that would love to have the quarterback play of Dylan Gabriel this season. I'm covering one of them, and I get it, it's Iowa and this is Oklahoma, but I'm just here to tell you, quarterback play is better than you think. It's not as bad. If you think this is bad, I got news for you. You can get a heck of a lot worse. (laughs) It is. I don't – 
I again, I get it. I understand. I'm not saying you have to go lowered expectations, but just kind of take a moment to realize what you got. It's not terrible. It's not, and it's not great. But bro, we we watched a guy that's going to win a Heisman Trophy play here last year, and that was just half a season. Uh, and we watched a dude that actually, in Spencer Rattler, played really good football down the stretch of the season. And then prior to that, Heisman finalist, Heisman winner, Heisman winner. It's a high level of expectation. And I will at least give Oklahoma fans a little bit. I'll, I'll contradict myself, I guess, here <laughs> by saying I can, I can get with Oklahoma fans a little bit by saying or understand Oklahoma fans a little bit if they're like, well, okay, you've said that you've got this expectation of quarterbacks being great. Can, are, are you out on the idea that Dylan Gabriel Plank can be great at Oklahoma? Can he, can he be, if he's not great right now, which I think it's fair to say, sure. that he was good but not great, right? Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Do, do, you, do we agree on that? 100%. Okay. Can he be great at Oklahoma? Do you still think that? I, I think so. But I also, I'm not going to lose my mind and feel like Oklahoma needs to go get a quarterback out of the portal, right? I think that you've got confidence in Nick Evers. You're bringing in. Uh, a five-star that you hope you're going to be able to to redshirt this season, I would assume, unless Jackson Arnold has like that Trevor Lawrence in him to where early on it quickly becomes evident that, oh, okay, this this dude needs to play, which it might. And some have speculated like the other day on Monday when we talked about OU not needing to get into uh, the transfer portal for a quarterback, we had a couple of people that texted in and said, well, maybe this – less than enthusiastic commitment to 22, 23, excuse me, that Dylan Gabriel made, maybe that's part and parcel because of what he thinks that Oklahoma has. And maybe he's been told, hey, it's going to be Jackson Arnold's team. I doubt that would be the case. But I, I just – I still think – I still think he could be a really, really good quarterback. And I think he was. Just needs to be more consistent. And I want to see Dylan, Dylan Gabriel. Gabriel be that great quarterback. And I want to just see Oklahoma have – the Heisman Trophy, National Player of the Year type quarterbacking that this program has been synonymous with recently. That being said, I'll come back to my evergreen thought and evergreen take, Plank. This, with Dylan Gabriel, and I've been saying this all year, this season is a perfect illustration and example of some of the problems that Oklahoma has had over the last, not any time, just in the last couple of seasons, for a while around here. It just, because you don't have that Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray to mask things up, there have been longtime problems at Oklahoma that need fixed across the board, right? Alabama has won national championships with not the greatest quarterback play in the world, right? Now, they've recently found Tua Tungabailoa, okay? They found Bryce Young. Georgia is winning with the guy that I'm kind of joking earlier, saying if he wins another national championship, put him on that same pedestal as Tim Tebow. But let's be real about Stetson Bennett. Yeah, Stetson Bennett is not—he's not Kyler Murray, right? He's not Baker Mayfield. Oh, out of that, that during the season last year, there were many that thought J.T. Daniels should play because he was more electric in their mind than Stetson Bennett. I will look at somebody like Michigan and tell you that before the Ohio State game. There were people saying, I don't know if this J.J. McCarthy thing, I don't know if he's good enough at the University of Michigan, right? And what did they do? They were unbeaten to that point. My point is, the other some of the parts have to be great too. And Oklahoma has not kind of been that way in this season when it's not been perfect 
at the quarterback position, and it's not been, again, great, what do you get? You get 6-6, six and six, which illustrates that Oklahoma, not breaking news this morning, they got to get a lot better across the board. And it can't just be Dylan Gabriel being great in Durant. So, someone said, Josh, get Plank back on track. Bowen, I told you guys, everyone is future casting him to OU. I don't think you need to get too carried away. To me, I'd get excited whenever that signing day show comes on and if he's talked about. There. Welcome to Cruton Corner. A couple of Air Comfort Solutions text, instant reaction to it. I feel if DG would not have been hurt this year, OU would be 10-2. and two. Oof, that's... <laughs> Scalding hot take. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Just wait until next year, OU Optimist writes, if DG is still there. The majority of the fans will be calling for Arnold to be the starter after the defense gives up 50 and they lose a game. How about this? How about this for a bold prediction? I don't think OU's giving up 50 in a game next year. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> Baby. But, but we're, we're back. Listen, the first time the first time Dylan Gabriel throws an incompletion in the spring game, people are going to be like, where's Jackson Arnold at? That's just that's the reality of a fan. Where's Nick Evers? Are we headed for similar treatment for Dylan Gabriel? Maybe. Like we got around here with Spencer Rattler. It seems as if this coaching staff, though, is really, really in on Dylan Gabriel, too. Well, and I don't think there's as much venom around Dylan Gabriel. Like, the fan base, because of the advent of name, image, and likeness, and Rattler going and signing autographs on helmets, it was ready to pounce on Rattler. Mm. Don't you think? Sure. Absolutely. And that that stinks, and that I, I think Oklahoma fans, to a degree, feel bad about that somewhat now. Because, look, it's name, image, and likeness is not going away. So I don't know that there's that same venom for Dylan Gabriel, but, boy, if he doesn't play well to start next season, look out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stetson Bennett is the modern-day Steve Davis. Like that. Um, For those saying DG sucks, do you remember what we had for QB2? 38 yards in four quarters? 918 ads. And all of our timely penalties, uphill battle for Dylan Gabriel. This season. And Guy from Gaia writes, well, and to add to your point, those two or three plays that made the difference last year, it's not as if that's acceptable football at OU. West Virginia, Texas Tech shouldn't come down to two or three plays. Right. But West Virginia came down to one play last year. It did. And it was a bad snap and a game-winning field goal. So... And, and Realtor Chris is right, and the student body hated Rattler. I told you one of the most amazing things was how suddenly everyone took college students and takes as the Bible during the Spencer Rattler situation. Did you hear what the student said he did? Yeah, because he because he stiffed somebody <laughs> on campus corner once upon a time. He didn't say hi to someone, and right. it became the greatest thing ever. All right, listen, we got a break. When we come back, uh, we'll roll through our picks. It's a Friday edition of the Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right. So we have addition singular to a Sooner entering the portal. And, again, it's it's a name that, I mean, we all thought and, and hoped would do something, but during his time in the Crimson and Cream just never did anything. That's Kendall Davis. So Kendall Dennis. Did I say Davis? He's going in the portal, too. So Kendall Dennis. Both Kendalls? Dennis and Davis in the portal right now for the Sooners. Uh, he sent out the 
He sent out the thank you. I guess you could say thank you to Sooner Nation. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) I want to thank my teammates and coaches for the great memories I've had at the University of Oklahoma. Thank you, Sooner Nation, for all of your love and support. And this is that moment where no one brings up any of the zero stats he has at OU but tells you that he was a four-star recruit. Well, four-star recruit coming out. Great. What are you doing the two years here? Nothing. Look at all these blue chippers they've lost. Awesome. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I understand. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but it's always funny to me that whenever a guy that did not do a damn thing in college for two years, uh, and, you know, Kendall's in that list, right? Clayton Smith and Joshua Eaton. Uh, and, I mean, outside of Theo Wees, the guys that are in the portal right now don't have stats to talk about. But it always, well, but they were ranked like this. Yeah, we need that depth, though. So like, well, are, are they are they signing players these last two years or no? Um, gosh, there's a lot of it. It is this, and we'll see what happens, right? But until some of these guys go somewhere else and produce, age tale as old as time. Take people, please don't freak out about this, right? Theo Weiss, okay. You want to be upset about that one? I got gotcha. you. Everybody else, no need, right? Except for the NFL draft defections mm. deed oh, a couple uh, quick texts because we are behind we got to get our picks in because i mean listen if you don't have oh, your I picks know. in as a sports radio host <laughs> you're, you're done we actually it's funny plank brings that up we have we have been issued our walking papers if we do not share picks with you next did you guys give picks on the show today Brian is that? Brian is in the conference room right that's, now, and he said, "If you guys don't share your picks on air, you're done." You know that's a sports radio, right? You got to do that. I'll just hit the. Um, I'll, I'll just hit some of the most recent to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, Russ in Atlanta, should we be concerned that kids and never saw much of any playing time are leaving? I mean, my thought is no, but you know, I. I tend to think there's two things that happen with guys going in the portal. One, they quickly realize they don't like the coach, they don't like the situation, they need to get out. Two, they realize that their path to playing is just not as smooth as it might seem. And it's usually one of those two things, but the probably distant third, but I mean, occasionally this could be a factor too. Maybe they're just going to be happy somewhere else. I used to get so mad about transfers. I used to get so hot. About transfers. And then one day, Pop and I were doing the show, and I, I honestly want to say it was that um, the, the legendary Arkansas quarterback transferred to USC the year before he was going to be the starting quarterback. And I was like, what? Why would he do this? Why would you ever do that? That's How just, dare you? Seems to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in the history of college football. Why would you transfer to USC when you're going to be the starting quarterback, Mitch Mustaine? It's dumb. And literally, I think Pop's like, maybe he just doesn't want to be there. And I was like, well, that's that's fair. (laughs) There's not much you can argue against that point. I remember just being bamboozled. I was like, you know, that's maybe he just wants to go to Los Angeles. Maybe he wants to live in L.A. outside of Fayetteville. Um, Which someone was like, see, it's okay if you want to live in L.A. outside of Norman, too. Uh, Dylan Gabriel came in day one, right to the 405 during winter workouts and became a leader. Nothing but respect for him. He should be praised. He should not get vilified. Eight five zero. DG makes a lot of mistakes. A freshman will too. When you 
when you're building defensive-based teams, you want to minimize mistakes slash turnovers on offense. It becomes a field position game. Hopefully, we aren't in a position where our defense can't stop anyone. I can't think that'll be the case. Seriously, people, 6-6 six and six in a top 10, maybe top 5 overall class with possibly the best defensive class in the country. People just need to relax a little bit. It'll all come together. And Burley Boomer, defense was the problem in every game we lost. Are we spoiled by elite quarterback play? Yep. We're a spoiled fan base, but taking shots at Gabriel is total lunacy. And I will not apologize for being spoiled. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll put a wrap with our picks next right here on The Ref. All right, let's hustle through this. You just want to run through yours and I'll run through mine? I will. Can I just briefly say I think that uh, next week we need to have to talk with Doug from Norman about positivity. Doug, I'm as, I'm as dark and gloomy as they come, but it might be time to have the, the happiness talk with you. We need to have the talk with him that we need to have with Kendall. Bro, when your first thought when we're talking about recruiting is, which one of these guys are going to burn out like Kendall Dennis did? I'm like, bro, oh, Doug. <laughs> How many of these recruits are going to sputter out? Uh, you just list the games off to me and I'll okay, tell you Okay, Kansas State. Oh, I'm sorry. Utah-USC tonight, three-point spread. USC's winning. They're covering. All right. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm taking Utah. Good for you. Kansas State-TCU. Kansas State uh, is a two-point dog. And the wrong team's favorite, Lee Sterling. The Cats are winning. I'm taking the Cats to, to cover. I think TCU wins like by one LSU Georgia I've got Georgia rolling it's a big number 17 and a half yeah for some reason I, I just feel like LSU is going to keep this somewhat interesting but then lose and by the end of it we're saying yeah Georgia's definitely better they just didn't play that great you have much interest in US uh, UCF Tulane uh not a ton of interest but I'll watch I'll take Tulane minus the four um I like Michigan to cover against Purdue that being said what you said about Purdue is piqued my interest they play games tight yeah and i think michigan probably gonna win this game it'll be close probably a thousand to three thousand to three <laughs> michigan has set a new record they have scored a thousand points purdue held to three and then real quick clemson north carolina clemson seven and a half clemson uh i think motivated off the loss i think they play much much better and i think they win the acc are we still talking world cup on monday I would love to be, but I don't think so. <laughs> Y'all have a great weekend. Uh, go Warriors! Go Warriors! Yeah, take that Jones texter. <laughs> Steelman and Thune at noon coming up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.